0: Welcome to the first episode of The Genius Podcast. I am your host, Karen Doyle, and I would like to invite you to join me and countless other Catholic women as we not only discover our own unique genius, but we own it, and then we bring it as a gift to the world and the people we do life with. If you are looking to discover what it is that you are called to do with your life, if you have a dream but you lack the confidence or the skills to take the next step, or you just need some great advice on living your vocation as a Catholic woman, then this podcast is for you. I hope and pray that you will come away inspired and, as St. Catherine of Siena said, set the world ablaze with your genius. To kick off the Genius podcast, I have invited Renee Doyle to unpack with me what it means to discover your purpose and your passion in life. There is something deep within us as women that Longs to make a difference, to share ourselves with others. But how do you do this when you don't know what it is that you have to give? Sadly, there are many women who honestly don't even think they have something to give. And there are others who know what their genius zone is, but they don't know how to give expression to it. The truth is that God has created each and every person with and for a purpose. What is yours? I couldn't think of a better guest to unpack this with me than Renee Doyle. Renee is possibly the most positive, infectious, most encouraging and joyful woman that I know. First and foremost, she's a passionate lover of Jesus Christ. She's been married to Mark for over a decade and is the mother to four children. Renee has been involved with Net Ministries Australia for many years, where she is involved with the formation and mentoring of hundreds of young people. Having been trained in the Clifton Strengths Finder approach, Renee has a huge interest and passion in seeing people discover their gifts and using them in service of the church and others. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Renee Doyle. Funny thing just happened, didn't it? I sent you a text <laughs> that was actually meant for my husband, Jonathan. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> Renee Doyle, Karen Doyle. I said, it must be the Doyle connection where I felt totally open to. <laughs> Send it to you. That's fine. That's a crazy. Little, bit, little bit, embarrassing. I said, "Lucky I wasn't declaring my undying love or having an argument with him." That no, <laughs> was, really it was very funny. It gave me a good laugh this morning,
1: Karen. Too. Thank, Thank you. Just look at it and think, "What the?" You know, it actually got stuck in my head, and I was trying to work out maybe was it a song you were singing or, <laughs> you know, so
0: I wasn't sure what you're. Doing, but either way, Karen, it brought me joy. So <laughs> I was happy to receive your random text. <laughs> at least it wasn't a total marriage overshare.
1: <laughs> I, I often think that I, I sometimes with texts I, I send, I go, oh, really have to concentrate that this is going to the right
0: person. Look, I have been so looking forward to this chat because I, I remember last year you and I spoke on the phone one evening for like, I think it was almost an hour and a half and I got off the phone at like at ten thirty eleven at night feeling absolutely pumped. You just have such a beautiful energy and passion and vibrancy around, I guess, Christian Catholic womanhood and helping women really discover their gifts. And it's definitely been a journey that you've walked yourself. It you just brings so much to this space. And the genius initiative that this podcast is a part of is really around helping women discover, I guess, the genius of womanhood, but more specifically how they can discover their own genius and, I guess, bring that to life and to serve and bring it in a way that is abundant to those around them. So I'd love to have a conversation with you this morning just around, I guess, where our passion and our gifts meet the world and the need in the world and how as women we can, I guess, activate those gifts and those passions.
1: Look, I thank you for having me on here. I really was looking forward to this and I I too really enjoyed our conversation. I think um, time just passes easily, Karen, we're talking to you and I love this initiative as well. It's something that um, I feel really passionate about. I think it's a really great way. And I love seeing you use your gifts and the things that God has put on your heart and the desires he's put on your heart to share that with the world. So thank you for (laughs) stepping out and sharing
0: that. It's funny, isn't it? Because you wouldn't believe what I have been through in the lead up to actually launching this and doing it. There's a lot of doubt and a lot of, is this really worth it or is it really going to be helpful? Do you, don't you do you think that when we get close to stepping out, we can get consumed with, I guess, those doubts and the negativity that comes that seeks to steal, kill and destroy what God's placed within us to do.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I see it often that um, I think especially what you say, when we're, when we're getting close to really stepping out to being brave in an area because I think it takes a lot of vulnerability mm. to respond to that call yeah. in our heart, yeah. you know, and and vulnerability isn't always easy. We, we, we especially as women, <laughs> I think as well, we're aware of maybe what will others pe- think of me and and failure can be a thing. Yeah, yeah, will I look stupid? Will I fall yeah. flat on my face? Will will nobody listen? Is my gift really that good? It, it, does will it impact anyone? You know, all of these doubts that that fear can really um, mm. hold us back. I think, and and I like that you reference that scripture too, because um, John ten ten um, is one of my mm. favorite scriptures that that um, I have come that they may have life and have it unto the full. But but just before that is really important where it says the thief comes to steal and destroy and I I see that particularly as it shows up in many different forms of fear or the things that hold us back try and rob us of, of who we're called to be because as we Step out in our passions and, yeah. and giftings and the person that God has created us to be, that there is usually that doubt that follows um, going or even before, of, should I do this yeah. or I don't have what it takes and that that can almost rob us of, of becoming
0: more fully the women I believe that we are called Absolutely. to Absolutely. Amen. Preach it, sister. It's so true, so, so true. <laughs> Jonathan and I were away. I was away at the Gold Coast for the 3rd January in a row this year. We escaped the bushfires and went up there for two weeks and I was so frustrated because every year I've been there, I look back in my journal and I had written the same goals and I was so frustrated because I hadn't actually seen them through to fruition. It's like, why is that? And obviously I'm a mum and my primary vocation is motherhood and, and to my husband marriage, but Why is that? And obviously, you know, things get in the way, things happen with children, people get sick, husbands break both their wrists, (laughs) you have to do everything for them, but um, (laughs) like, you know, life happens, obviously, and I was really interested in that question, why haven't I done these things? And I think when I boiled it down, I got down to the fact that almost, they kind of scared me. (laughs) Do you know, like those dreams Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. things that I felt like God had put on my heart almost seemed a little bit too big. And so in some ways, while yes, life did happen, there was also an element that I needed to take to prayer to say, okay, well, is this Lord what you want me to do? If it is, show me the way and, and show me, you know, I guess my gifts and, and where I'm strong and then where I need to upskill or what I need to let go of. And so I think you're right that there's so much that can come into our life to rob us of, of who we're called to be and what we're supposed to do in the world?
1: Yeah well I think for me it started um, because I myself was one of those people and I, I don't think it's something I've always been really aware of it's something that I had to work at and it honestly was actually born out of a time in my life that was very challenging for me so back gosh I don't know how many years ago now back, over 10 years ago now my husband and i moved from canada and to live here in australia and i thought that was everything i could have wanted i was ready to come home after living overseas but what i wasn't ready for karen is is the change of coming back home after so long and that i had grown so much and i had a job that i loved and people and friends that i loved and I guess in many ways I, I knew who I was when I was in Canada or I felt like I did yeah. and when we came back home I was trying to fit into my old life but also mm-hmm. I'd gone through this transition of becoming a new mum and and kind of stepping out of the workplace and and being home with him and I I loved that that's that's what I desired but also in that time I just felt lost of what what am I what am I here for what what is my purpose and and I think because I started to just doubt I actually had anything to offer the world, honestly, or all, really? all the people around me. You really, yeah, that. I, I really did. And and I'd say that that stayed there, if I'm really honest, for a couple of years. And it was actually a really hard transition time for me. And in that time, just remember, just desperate for life, you know. And I think I think we experienced that at some level. We've probably all asked is is there more, more to life than just going through the motions? You know, yeah. that um, we kind of have that deeper desire to to make an impact, to really live this amazing one life that God has given us. And I, I know that that was in my heart and I just had no idea how to. And I felt so far from that in that season. And I think now I can look back and say, I think what I was really wrestling with was a sense of purposelessness, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and just kind of, trying to figure out who I was again. And like what we talked about, a lot of fear had crept into my life, and even in really small things like relationships, like were these people still wanting to be my friends? Did (laughs) they still accept me? Um, Was I different now and and they didn't want (laughs) to build a life alongside me? You know, there was some real fear and insecurity in that time, and it was quite dark from that perspective. And I remember just really... um, (laughs) having enough at the end and, and, just praying. And I remember actually reading The Purpose Driven Life and it is a great yeah. book. And you know what? I threw the book across the room at, and when I started to, I was just so honestly, I'm going to be real because I so wanted, that, you know, I so yeah. desperately wanted that. And I remember the first line in the book is it's not about you. And, really? <laughs> and I just, yes, that's the first line in the book. is like you define that, purpose. it's not about you. And I remember just coming back to prayer and realizing I hadn't even yeah. asked the one who created me. Yeah, exactly. And created exactly. me with a purpose and for a purpose about my purpose and how he wanted me to use the gifts that he had given me and I had looked so much outside or externally and and kind of gone a lot to my abilities and had graded my own abilities and that was just yeah it was bringing discouragement more than anything so I had to kind of change (laughs) change my course direction and and started to pray and started to read about things and um and I guess my journey was just starting to pay attention, and I, I was learning a lot at the time of going. If God has created me for a purpose, and He has given me these gifts and strengths, and they're from Him, then I don't want to miss out anymore. Mm. You know, I want to use that. I I want that purpose, and and even in the little ways, not just in the big, in in the little everyday ways of Monday to Friday. You know, not just yeah. weekends and, and big momentous moments. So. Yeah. I found that as I started to seek that and, and, you know, search more, so often gifts and strengths were tied to purpose
0: and that's when I started that journey. So what else did you do to help yourself or what else helped you climb out of that season?
1: Great question. <laughs> Honestly, as a- I think I get confused now. There were a number of different things that happened at the same time because I think okay. there were a number of things going on for me. And one of that was a bit of a faith crisis, like okay. trying to rediscover my faith as a mom, It looked yeah. differently, yeah. and it does in different seasons. So there was that kind of going on on one side, and then there was um, the purpose, but and and giftings and strengths. But somehow they were all drawn together, mm. and and that kind of came in that that. Sense that I got of the scripture I talked about before of um, living life to the full, and I think I sat with that for a while and prayed with that I'm like, what, what does that look like, God? And mm. and at the same time, mm. some friends um, were also asking me to step out and to use some of my gifts.
0: <laughs> and so, how did you remember- feel about that in that season? Oh well, I'll, yeah, I
1: will use one particular example that's very <laughs> very yeah. real for me. I remember yeah. a friend of mine asked me to give a talk at a conference. Now the, I said no, and I said no. But if you know this friend, she is gifted at being persistent, and <laughs> she kept asking me. And and in the end, she's like, "Renee, I know you can do this, and it's time." Wow, she was I said yes, and I didn't want to, Karen. <laughs> I didn't want to. Oh. And and honestly, if I'm if I'm being raw, because I think it's helpful to know that Absolutely. those months leading up to it, you, you would think I was going on some <laughs> platform to the world I felt so nervous Aww. and so going back I can't do it and I don't have what it takes and and what if I don't say the right thing all of these fears just circulated um, to the point where the night of the conference <laughs> I remember I was about to walk out on stage and I kid you not I found I went to find my dad now my dad is also a speaker and I thought if there's one person in the room that can give this talk at the last minute it is him and he needs to I cannot go on that
0: stage oh you were going to give it to him I was I was going to beg him to go and do it
1: for me (laughs) and um and instead and I just remember there was just kind of this line and as I walked out onto the stage it's like I know it sounds crazy but it's like it wasn't me anymore it's like that real power of the Holy Spirit yeah. you know like that yeah. real presence of God just took over and gave me the courage that I needed
0: uh-huh.
1: and I remember walking off the stage that night and and I loved it uh, <laughs> and so I think good, about yeah. all the things that kind of affected me in that journey and I loved being more than just speaking I loved being able to proclaim the truth that I felt was that God was asking me to share more yeah. than anything that it was yeah. something that it was God was asking me to do and I was responding to that and I remember coming off stage and found a quiet moment and just cried because I think again like I said before I was almost robbed of that moment because yeah. of the fear and of all the things that that were holding me back and I remember just praying that night that God would continue to give me the courage to say yes um, in yeah. the big and the small ways in the little ways and that I wanted to not let that, although I still feel that fear and we do, I didn't want to let it stop me anymore. You know, I, I wanted the life that that brought. And honestly, I can say in that season, it was a lot of saying yes to things. And, and I say yes on a, on a stage, but it was also yes to coffee dates with people who <laughs> I'm like, are we yeah. going to be friends? You know, like yes. because of how I was and how fragile I felt in that season and, yeah. um and joining yeah. sports teams and little things like that. And I was yeah. like, but in saying that, life started to open up again for me, yeah. and that that that's not. It sounds dramatic, but I think it was because no. But <laughs> because I think it's the truth. Tears fell from no. my eyes, and and that joy came back in, and I was like, wow.
0: And it's it's a spirit of freedom, isn't it? Like I, I think that spirit of freedom kind of explodes in you once fear falls off you. Yeah.
1: Yes, and I, think, and I think that's what gives me the passion to work in this area is because I know what it feels like to feel like you don't have anything to offer, yeah. to feel like you don't have gifts or talents or um, a purpose bigger than just existing and, and going through the motions of life. The truth is we all do, and I think that's where my passion comes from is Um, I've I've tasted, you know, sometimes you hear people say sometimes your greatest pleasure is born out of your greatest pain. And I think Mm. for that season, at least for me, that was very true. And and something that fills me now is because I love being alongside people as they start to discover, wow, wow, could this be what God is calling me to? Could this be that he's given me this gift to share with others, to bless the people
0: around me? And That's a really beautiful thing. It is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I I love what you said about, you know, that fear and feeling like you just didn't have what it takes. And so often I think we also forget that we actually don't have what it takes. But when we're ignited with the power of the Holy Spirit, we do. And that's what you're saying, like that experience of walking Mm -hmm. out onto that stage and it was not you and just Mm -hmm. having the Holy Spirit come into you and upon you and you stepping out and into that yeah it's just amazing, and I also think that God chooses people like that because there is a humility there, a humility of spirit that we really are dependent on him that I think mm-hmm. you know anyone can go out on a stage and and we can have an attitude of it's all about me, but really it's all about him and him in me, and I think God yeah. often chooses people with a spirit of humility because they they know their lack, they know they don't have what it takes, and so they need to lean into him. And the whole purpose of us doing this, the whole purpose of us experiencing freedom and stepping in our, in our gifts is really to bring glory to God and to be bearers of him in this world. That's right. And I think sometimes that that's probably where my approach to fear
1: changed in going. It, it's not that it never is present. It is, <laughs> yes, you know, and often, often the neck in the, every season and to think it's just going to go away is probably not realistic, but it's like what you say when you start to go, well, the fear is here, but I, I know that God will show up in the midst of it and that I can, I can do it afraid, so to speak. Absolutely. Um, that's
0: freedom there, I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, and because I think it doesn't, I mean, fear wants to contain you. It wants to hold you back. It wants to stop you from doing these things. And so if we mm. still do it, you know, afraid, well, then we've got the power, don't we? <laughs> in Christ we've yep. got the power. But. Listening to your story, I remember having a similar experience many years ago. We moved from my hometown a year after we were married to Far North Queensland to live and work in a boys' boarding school. And similar to yourself, it was a time of real, um, a, a lack of time of a lack of purpose and trying to mm. discover my gifts and what I was meant to do, but I was an oncology palliative care nurse to living and working in a boys' boarding school. It was like so <laughs> poles apart experience. Okay. And I remember at the time, Jonathan, and I also started to try for a family and it the first year that didn't happen, the second year. And, and we actually went, walked a long journey of six years of infertility before we had three kids in three years. <laughs> it was like, God was like, aha, uh-huh, here you go. But, um, that was a really interesting season, similar to yourself, of just not knowing, I guess, trying to find my feet, trying to find my place in an unknown environment with new people while also facing a bit of a crisis in my identity. Because I think mm-hmm. as a woman, you know, the trajectory of our lives is often we think the plan is, okay, we grow up, we have a job, we might go overseas, we get married, we have children. Um, And yes. so... For me, when I wasn't able to conceive a child, it was, oh, okay, what does my marriage look like? But not only that, I began to internalise this idea that not only was my body failing, but that I was a failure. And so if Mm -hmm. I was a failure, then what do I actually have to offer? And it was similar to what you're describing, a real, and it was for quite a few years, a real time of soul searching and of wrestling with these things before God. He's talked about throwing the book across the room. I remember feeling really <laughs> angry at God. And it's just real, but it's it's important to be real. And I remember yeah. in this season I actually came across John Paul II's teachings on the feminine genius and, the, and womanhood and... In that particular moment, so I had two revelations. One was of my identity as God's beloved daughter. Before I was Jonathan's wife or a nurse or could become a mother, I actually had an identity, and that was as the beloved child of God. And the second revelation I had was just around John Paul II's teaching on the genius of womanhood, that he really promoted this idea that women have unique gifts and skills which need to be present in the world. And for me, that was important. It gave me hope because regardless of bearing biological children, what his words were telling me was that I had purpose. My womanhood still had purpose. And so that was, yeah, just similar to you, a similar experience of that soul searching and really finding my place. But I find God actually has to bring us sometimes to the end of ourselves, doesn't he, before he can restore and bring about his purpose in our life? Yeah, I think sometimes,
1: like what I was saying before is, you know, when, when I talk to people about finding their strengths and gifts and and purpose, it's also exactly what you say, leaning into some of those hard times and times that we feel maybe at the end of ourselves and what could be revealing about that, you know, like I say, sometimes our greatest pain and also some of our our strengths and our gifts are are born out of the things that we can't stand, you know, maybe it's passion about an injustice or a cause Mm. or something and and, and it's something that just gets you almost like a righteous anger, you know, or, an, or, or hurt that you've struggled in, in within your life. And, and you want to be able to help others walking through that because you have a newfound, incredible compassion to receive people with that, you know, uh, makes you so gifted to, to be able to love and receive other people's walking through that. So hmm. sometimes I yeah, there, there is real beauty,
0: even though it doesn't feel like it at all. At the time. At the t- yeah. It all works out in the long run, doesn't it? Like he brings beautiful things yeah. from the pain of our lives. So, yeah. Renee, tell me about, like you do a lot of work now around helping women, men and women, discover their gifts and their, their passion. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about the work that you do now and I guess the journey that you've been on from that place of being on that stage to where you are now?
1: Yeah. Um, well, as part, of, again, of that, really what I would look back now is a real dedicated season of, of just trying to figure out <laughs> what God was calling me to. And, and I think it's important to say that that was a combination of reflection as well as action because I think sometimes we can think, oh, if I discover it, then I can go live it. But mm. often it's found in action and as we try different things, we start to go, wow, I really enjoyed that. Or well, that really brought me life, and go maybe I could do that again, or uh, you know oh, yeah. maybe the opposite was true. So for me in this season, I was reading uh, a John Maxwell leadership book. He talked about uh, his strengths and and how he develops his strengths in this book, and he used an assessment um, which is now referred to as Clifton Strengths um, assessment. And I was really intrigued by his his wording in that, and so I went and took the assessment myself that night and. As I do, made my husband do it as well. Did you? <laughs> uh, so I love it, so I could understand him. And uh, I found the language really different and quite unique to other ones that I had taken previously. And I loved the positivity that it was genuinely trying to articulate strengths and and talents that you have, and and give you almost a pathway to develop that. And that's something that I hadn't really got to because. There's something that resonated with me about developing strengths because I, I almost go back, you know, to the parable of the talents of yeah. we're not just given it so we can bury it and hold it for ourselves in our life. It it multiplies as it's shared and given away and as we give it away, that's where the life comes from and it's that beautiful paradox, I guess, of the gospel that as we give our life away, we find it. And I find that with with our gifts and our strengths too, that as we serve others and, and bring you know, bless them with, with the little things that God has given us that we find incredible joy and fulfillment in that too. And I think that that's just a, a beautiful way that God has made it, you know? Okay. And um, so as I came across these strengths, for example, it just different lines. So one of the lines of my top strength, which in their language is called individualization. And it talked about how you are naturally intrigued with the unique qualities of each person it says you are a keen- keen observer of other people's strengths. You are fascinated with how people work together and how different teams can leverage each other's strengths. And I'm like, hold on, (laughs) that's not a talent. That's just, that's just how everyone thinks. And I I think coming back to the purpose um, thing that you and I were both talking about before, I think it infuses incredible purpose into the day-to-day life when you feel like hey I've got this secret mission (laughs) yes (laughs) wherever I go it kind of makes it fun you know like I love it who who can I chat to today who can I carve some time out for how can I use my gifts to make an impact wherever I am that somehow these mundane little things can turn into beautiful extraordinary moments just because we're intentional about using the very Things that God has given us each day
0: you know I love that um, analogy of having a secret mission because you know I'm a mom you're a mum. you have four children I have three children under 12 and you're right like the mundane day-to-day grind of life can become a chore can't it But if we yes. have a sense of purpose then it elevates I guess, the value of our vocation, the value of what we're doing and makes it so much more important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I honestly believe that when you ask people about moments of transformation in their life, it's usually not, sometimes it is, but it's often not in the big events. It's often no. someone who believed in them, someone who encouraged them. And and I love that because it doesn't matter what season you're in. You might have a season where you know you're bedridden, and that is really tough, and you can you can wrestle with, oh, what am I doing each day? And and what again carrying that secret mission forward Of maybe you have the ability to encourage people and to send texts from that space to just, or you know, to pray for people and to think about them. Like you, you still have purpose even when you feel like you don't have a lot to offer people. And I think that that's just a a beautiful thing and the truth about our just our human dignity about our value in who we are just as being <laughs> the people we were created to be. You yeah. know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. My, my youngest daughter, she is making the transition this week to a new school. She's in grade three and yesterday at school they announced that she was leaving in a couple of days and there was this beautiful teacher who taught her in grade one and she just stood there and she was very intentional but she looked at my daughter and she said, you have blessed me with so many things and she just went on to describe who my daughter is as a person and her gifts and how they've blessed people around her. And when I brought her home, she just said, gosh, I didn't know I did that. But maybe I do have that gift. (laughs) I thought even at that tender age of nine, I guess having someone reflect your gifts back to you can be so, so important, can't it? Because so often we can see the gifts in others. And so often as individuals, we don't see them in ourselves Absolutely, and I think that is a beautiful story. I just
1: love that because, again, you never know how those words will impact her in her life and yeah. what she believes. That, that's powerful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, absolutely, and and I am a big believer in in encouragement. And I probably in, in my work, I <laughs> I mm-hmm. call it almost being like a a strength scout. You know, like a scout who goes goes to games or sports, you know, whatever whatever the area or the arena might be, um, yeah. to find people using their talents. Yeah. And I think there's something beautiful about looking for that in, in the people around us. I try, I don't get it right all the time, yeah. but I love to tell people when they're doing something that's really impacted me because, like you said, we don't often know it and encouragement is so powerful because you can help people go, wow, I didn't realise that that was valuable and it could be in big and small ways like honestly the other day you know as an example I yeah. was working with one of the girls at work and oh, I was having to do this survey and I loved what I was doing I don't love creating survey or even documents on a computer to be okay. honest um, <laughs> it's not your gift she, no it's not my <laughs> gift and she was watching me like and I think she was slightly feeling pain for me she's like oh <laughs> Renee okay, can I take the computer and I said sure. Be my guest of honor. Please take this computer. (laughs) And she was like going triple the speed I was. She's like, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. Yes, that's beautiful. Wait, can I make this even better? I'm like, please. And (laughs) I am looking with fear, joy on her face and and kind of a bit perplexed of how could someone be enjoying this so much? (laughs) Um, At the end, She handed it to me and we printed it out and I looked and I was like, Oh my goodness, thank you so much. You actually don't realize how much stress you've saved me from. I didn't even realize you were gifted in this area, but I am so grateful to God for your gift right now because I would not have been done and you have saved me. And she was like, if I could do that all day long, I would be happy. Really? yeah, she was like, I actually feel sickly satisfied right now. And I thought, <laughs> I love it. how beautiful is that? And, again, just a small everyday moment. Yeah. But she was yeah. up, it was, just came naturally to her and she got this satisfaction out of seeing things done so precisely and beautifully and in the detail. And I don't find the same joy in the detail. No. <laughs> no. Are you Sorry. a big picture dreamer? I, yes, I am. <laughs> so... so I think there's a beauty in that in in how we complement each other, you know? And if we allow that, then it also it also kind of gets rid of that that need for comparison. It's like, why do we need to compare? Why can't we just enjoy that God has made us differently and and celebrate the fact that hey, I can't do this well, but you know what? Thank God for the girl on my team who just
0: can smash it Absolutely. out. Absolutely. And it strengthens relationships. I think about my marriage and you know, early on you don't notice the differences, and then after ten years, the differences bequ- become slightly irritating <laughs> at times. And then you start—I don't know—you move into a new phase where you recognize. Well, I have anyway. I have chosen to recognize Jonathan's unique gifts and my unique gifts, and like you said, how we can complement each other as a team and coming together in our marriage and in parenting our kids. And it's very powerful, isn't it? Like, and I think for women especially. Um, championing the gifts in others rather than criticizing them and tearing them down because I think that's, that's sometimes an unredeemed aspect of womanhood that we tend to do that. But there's such strength when we come together and we're operating in our gift, we're running in our lane, and then when we see that and encourage that in others, so powerful.
1: It is so <laughs> powerful, I think. And, you know, one of the things that drew me to to the Clifton Strengths model. I mean, really, I as far as practically, I I think it's helpful to use anything. I, I'm a bit more inclined to use that because I like the language and really where the psychology came from. It was really quite countercultural at the time because a lot of the psychology was studying what's wrong with people. Yes, how do we diagnose what's wrong with them? Let's fix. Let's yeah. analyze the problem. Whereas the question that really started all of the research around Clifton Strengths was. What would happen if we studied what's right with people yes and built yeah. and I just think at my deepest level in my core cool beliefs, I think it resonated with me because more and more every day, I want to be the kind of person that says what's you know what's good in people, what's right with people and how can we yeah pull that out because you know what we we all have weaknesses and this is not it's it's also not about just ignoring our weaknesses obviously we need to manage that and and to grow and to develop but when we're looking at other people you know we don't don't want to be focusing on what's wrong with you and what annoys me about you we want to see the good in them we want to see the god in them i like to say you know so absolutely that often when people annoy us to be to be really honest they're operating out of a strength that we just don't see the world through the same filter as somebody else. And if you can stop for a moment and go, I wonder what strength they're operating out of now. Mm, that's um, a good way to look at it. Kind it. Of help you, yeah, it kind of help you see people through a different light and a light that I'd like to say I think
0: God sees us in, you know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, Seeing someone with the eyes of Christ. It's so true. I love what you said about, you know, changing the focus, changing the conversation to from a negative bias to a positive. I mean, you're looking at what's right. I know in marriage, um, looking at relationship education, we often say that we shift the focus from resolving conflict to restoring love. Obviously, we need to, res- you know, resolve conflict. But sometimes we can get so caught up. Like you said, psychology became so caught up in the diagnosis of what's wrong that we forget to focus on the positive. And I also see this with women that a lot of women get so caught up in what they can't do and what they don't have and where they're lacking or the power struggle. Instead of switching that focus around to say, okay, what is it that we actually can give? Like what is what are my gifts? You know, mm-hmm. where can I use them? So I'm, I'm really interested how practically can women, I guess, tap into – Looking at what their unique gifts and their strengths are. Like, what are some of the practical ways women can do this? Yeah, sure. And I, before I just jump
1: into that, I just yeah. love what you were talking about because I think I actually think that that's the beginning is first of all believing that you have strength and you have incredible gifts to offer the world. And I think the way I kind of refer to it is one's almost a scarcity mentality, you know, that often when I work with groups and I say these are the talents in the group, the first thing people say is, oh, look, we don't have this or we don't have that, and we jump straight to the negative or if a kid brings home a a report card and they've got four A's and, and two D's. Where is a parent going to focus? Often we're drawn to the D's instead of going, "Wow, look at you being amazing in, you know, in maths or in art." And how can I help you, you know, foster that natural love that you have? And you know, so I think it's it's a little bit about looking in at ourselves and daring to believe God has created me in His own image, you know, and. I can reflect something. I do reflect beautiful things on this earth and, um, and he has given me gifts and he has created me with a purpose. And I think just believing that and then is a beautiful. And that to me is switching from that scarcity mentality to the abundance of mentality of going, what has God given me? And, um, and that's just, yeah, a bit more of a mindset, I guess, as, as you begin this journey. And then just some practical things. Um, First of all, um, as I say, beginning with that mindset. Another is I do recommend assessments. Um, it, mm-hmm. I know some people are really partial or, you know, some people are really against them and I just want to, and, and I get it because the truth is that no words, no language can capture the intricate creation of a human being. Of
0: course. And, but they are very helpful. Like they're very helpful and insightful. I know I did one a couple of years ago and I was like, oh, my goodness, this describes me. Oh my gosh, that's now I understand like from a young girl in our suburb at eight years of age organizing the neighborhood kids to put on a radio <laughs> station. <laughs> oh, and Karen doing like the Christmas extravaganza concerts with the 12 cu- oh, the eight cousins. Every year we did like a musical for the two families. It was hilarious. And we had wardrobe changes and oh, it became so elaborate. It was ridiculous. <laughs> they even we had to rehearse before Christmas. And then going on through, you know, my adolescence and then my early 20s in ministry, but now the work that I'm doing, it was like when I did this assessment, it was like, "Oh, my life makes sense, of course. I'm mm-hmm. creative, mm-hmm. I'm entrepreneurial, I'm a visionary, I'm very pastoral. Like all the things that people might have reflected or things that I've been drawn to suddenly came together and they made sense. So I think I agree with you. They're immensely powerful. And I'm going to go to something now that we like to call um, Gallup
1: kind of uses as, as their way of identifying. They call it the five clues to talent. And I find it just okay. a really practical way to, to get this insight. And one of it is yearnings. So the first one is yearnings, and the five clues. Um, and often you see it like what you were talking about early in life—things that you were na- naturally curious about, you were naturally drawn to. And they kind of describe it as an internal force, um, something almost that's like a magnetic attraction to something, you know, yeah. that you're drawn back to, and and you think oh, I'd love to do that again. Um, yeah. And maybe those same activities energize you you know because what energizes you is not going to be the same as what energizes someone else so Mm. paying attention to those yearnings or or like what you say things that um you did as or you're drawn to as a child and try and think about that what what do you think that was that that drew you to that particular thing that brought you life you know that or that enabled you to run the the concerts that you're able to
0: do Yes, and um, th- those kind of gifts, that's it, isn't it? I yes. love that. So tell me, what are the other five? Do you know them off the top of yes, your head? Yes,
1: so, so yearnings is the yeah. first one. Rapid learning is another okay. um, clue to talent. And, yes. yes, and no doubt, I'm sure, without even knowing, I'm sure you have probably books on the go or things you love to learn about, that Absolutely. feed, that element in you and you get life and you just want to keep reading and,
0: <laughs> you yes. know, I
1: know a lot of people like that. And, and if reading's not your thing, then it's, yes, yeah, sometimes it's, um, however you learn or yeah fun things like cooking or you like to look up dancing and and it's beautiful again because I know people who are like this and they anything they cook tastes amazing and you (laughs) they have people over in their homes or they bring things over and it really genuinely is a blessing and again not to underestimate the ministry like we don't need to be in a formal form of ministry like we, we all have our own personal ministry in ways which we bring life and serve the world around us so absolutely um yeah where do you have that and and I think it's also um it helps of what activities take longer for you to master so again cooking might be really strenuous and take forever and and you know you're just not finding the same um ease or joy that somebody else might and and that goes for any area you know maybe it's I don't know, strategic thinking and you can really quickly think of a a great strategy in the way forward and that naturally comes to your brain, like that is a gift that you can share and help others with. Um, So yearnings, rapid learning. The next one is flow and that's um, a lot of, I guess, it's timelessness as well. You know when you're doing something and the hours just pass and you barely even notice or, you know, you're just really in the zone, some of you might (laughs) reference that in. and yeah, there's you're just really engaged at that deep natural level, and yes. and that's often a sign that you are operating out of a talent. And in reverse, um, when things feel like they can take forever, so back to my example before, yeah. you know, when I'm at work and I have people meetings and or I'm giving presentations or I'm the day just flies like okay. it flies, and I feel I've got energy at the end of the day. I just I love it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if I'm tired physically, I'm usually not as drained. If I have spent my whole day at the computer doing detailed work and admin, like I feel every hour as it passes, you know. I hear (laughs) you. (laughs) That's not to say, and I I think this is really important for me to say in the midst of this, it's not to say, oh, I I find my – and I only work in that like obviously yes. we still have to get, get things
0: done and, and do what needs to be done and yes we, I think that's a really good point to make that we still need to even we don't just stick to what we're good at either do we it's that growth mindset that's oh, right that's yeah. right and it's it's good to
1: to do things that we need to do and we probably learn new skills in that yeah. but I I think what the point is where you're going to find the most life and where you want to place yourself in most intentionally most often (laughs) is in that area of strength where God's naturally drawing you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So the fourth thing is glimpses of excellence. You know, so moments where you see wow, I can do that. And I can do that well. Or maybe people really compliment you on something and they notice that, or um, you're asked to give advice. Sometimes I say to people, what do people ask you advice for? Do they come to you for and get your perspective on this? Mm -hmm. It's probably a glimpse of excellence in that, that you can do that area well, you know, like, um, I think of just an event recently where um, it needed beautiful environment and, We just called upon a couple of the girls who were so gifted in that area and it wasn't until I thought about it, I'm like, you're really excellent at what you do. You have the ability to transform a setting and make it beautiful and make it inviting and that enhances the whole experience for everyone else. So again, just taking these seemingly little things where people might be like, I'm just I'm just making things pretty it's like but not everyone can just make things pretty, pretty that's absolutely that's your eye and your ability and your gift at work here and it's impacting the world around yeah. you you know yeah. and the final one is satisfaction yeah so you kind of after doing it you feel that sense of satisfaction like the example I used before after she had created that page there was yeah, yeah. I loved doing it you know? (laughs) And, and again, very revealing there is what brings me satisfaction and what brings you satisfaction are probably two different things. And so it helps to pay attention. And sometimes things that I recommend to people, if they're really on this journey of, um, trying to discover, you know, what are my gifts and how do I use that? Um, is, is maybe even starting a journal or just start by paying attention to the things that you do. And at the end of the day, notice what activities brought you life. Notice what you did that you know, time just passed easily or notice what you did that people complimented you or thanked you on or were like, I'm so glad you were there because none of us could have done that. Those things are really good clues into your own gifted gifts and talents. So again, those five things are yearning, uh, rapid learning, glimpses of excellence, satisfaction and, and flow. I think that yeah. they're five things that are just really practical to kind of look into. And I think yeah. another aspect of that is, ask friends you know they they see a lot and they know (laughs) or I dare you to ask
0: your husband even you know (laughs) if you really want a good honest answer (laughs) so but it's true I think yeah asking your friends is a really good one because they do reflect back to you the truth I guess of who we who you are and and I think particularly for young women like discerning I guess the areas like young women who are finishing up year 12 for example or at university and and looking at their career often young people go into a job or a degree because they think Mm -hmm. that's what they should do and I think all Mm -hmm. of what you're saying and and clearly the way you parent your own children and and we do this with our kids is really helping them discover their own you know passions and their gifts. Yeah, and I think it builds in a self-confidence because as you're saying before, yes. too often we focus on what we're not, what
1: we don't have, yeah. rather than really focusing on, you know, God's given me this. How can I use this? How how can I multiply this and, and give it away and and find life in the same time, you know? And I think that's really beautiful. I think another way to to find out is what are the dreams on your heart? You know, what are the the little wisps? Because often we have those whispers inside of us that are drawing us to something or we have this, you know, secret or not so secret desire to do something in our lives. Well, what gifts does it take to accomplish that? Because often it's the gifts that you've been given, you know. Absolutely. You're not dream- yeah. you're dreams. your custom-made dreams for no reason. That's you know, right. and, and they're there for a reason. And and they're probably because in your makeup you, you have that ability that God's given you the gifts, even if you feel like, you know, maybe they're not where you want them to be. Maybe they've been dormant because you haven't haven't been using them or you've been afraid to, but pay attention to those little dreams. Let them come out and and write them out and, and start to see if there are patterns in what you're journaling or writing down because yeah. usually there are. And, and pay attention to that and and start, my, I guess my final thing, start to live that out even in the smallest of ways. Yes. You know, it doesn't have to be in big ways. Try and look for ways you can do it in, in just little everyday moments. Yeah. And you'll start to build yeah. that confidence and build that life and continue to step out in that. And that's where I feel like life starts to mm-hmm. expand and open up and bring that um, that joy and that fullness that that we long for. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it.
0: Honestly, you have an enormous gift in this area and it's just such a joy to talk with you and catch up and share life with you. I'm so grateful. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Garen. It's it's been a joy to talk with you. I just see again. I just feel like time's passed. <laughs> know,
1: it's so good. I was saying it's been so nice to talk to you and I just want to thank you again for using using your gifts, because I think this is really valuable and excited for this initiative as well. I think you're doing really amazing things that are really going to
0: bless women, especially. So thank you. Thanks so much, Renee. Well, God bless you. I hope you have a good rest of the day and thank you. Thank you so much, Karen. God bless you too. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel completely pumped after any conversation with that woman. She's incredible. I love spending time with Renee, and I come away totally inspired. If you like what you've heard and want to go deeper to discover your purpose and your strengths and how you might use these, why not head on over to The Genius Project, www.geniusproject.co, and take a look at the range of online courses that are available to help and support women women like you, craft their gift and step into their calling. The next genius course launches in June. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you like what you've heard, please share the link with your friends and follow The Genius Project on social media. Next week, we will unpack some of the roadblocks that we as women face and how we can overcome them. Until then, have a beautiful week and God bless you.